aro yi o ma meri wa pada wale ta ma ta pade nu program la aro yi ibe la o ti gbadua ma je se lasan iri owuro yi ko se fun adura ati igbani ni yanju e pe baba wa ninu oluwa si ori ero ibani soro yi 09081200200 back on now testimony prophetic link lori facebook ati baba testimony 123 lori instagram jesu loluwa From the Rock City of Nigeria, Rock, Rock City of Nigeria. This is Fresh 107.9. Check it out. This is the station for that R&B you know, know, love, and want. R&B is what we do. This is Fresh 107.9. This is 107.9. Find light in the beautiful sea. I choose to be happy. This is Two minutes past seven on the clock, and this is Fresh 107.9 FM Abel Kote. Very good morning and welcome to Freshly Pressed. As you know, I do not do this on my own. I've got the one, the only Hakim Karim in the building. Good morning. Welcome on board. He woke up with his sweet tooth this morning, my people. Which one? A sweet tooth now. A bit of coffee, but instead of toast, don't let me tell them why you're having your coffee. I'm not having anything. <laughs> you're not having anything. Oh, like what morning. you had with your coffee this morning. Welcome. What's going on? 
I'm fine. I'm <laughs> We're going to dive straight in. You know what we do. We're going to track stories for you on the show this morning from papers. We've got stories from papers like The Punch. We're going to see what's going on in The Vanguard and in The Guardian as well. But let's start off with a story hmm, from The Punch newspaper. The heading of this story reads, Sheigumi and the victims called Fulanis. The first sign that the Islamic cleric Sheikh Ahmed Gumi had been the dupe of the murderous brigands terrorizing the country was when he attempted to moderate the language we used to describe them. He asked us to refer to them as insurgents rather than bandits. He could no longer see them for what they are and he wanted to circumscribe our thoughts by urging us to rename the monster. Whatever he chooses to call them only addresses the superficial at the expense of the fundamental thesis called by any other name will still smell. As media reports stated, the cleric visited forests in Zamfara states where some of the bandits terrorizing the country lodged themselves to preach peace to them. The gumi that went into the forest probably had good intentions, but the one that emerged from the jungle left a part of his good judgment behind in the bush. Those men had worked on his psyche so much that he lost his perspective. None of the accounts detailing Gumi's surgeon provided a context to his mediatory role. Did the bandits invite him to their domain or was he on a self-sponsored trip? What was the motivation behind that undertaking? Was he on a government-sponsored errand? Speaking on the visit, the Minister of Information and Culture, Lai Mohammed, said it was not unusual that the government would use a respected cleric like Gumi as a back channel to reach bandits. According to Mohammed, bandits are more likely to defer to Gumi's moral authority than the would be willing to engage government bureaucrats. For the moment, let us set aside the irksome question of why the government would be trying to reach bandits through back channels when they should concentrate efforts on apprehending them. Does that mean there is an official endorsement of Gumi's trip to them? If truly the government sent Gumi, what exactly were they trying to achieve? Okay, so this letter goes on to explain that explain that the report of Gumi's visit to the bandit focused on mostly one thing, Fulani victimization. I find that curious. By the time I had read three separate accounts all saying the same thing, it was obvious the whole affair was a desperate effort to rebrand the image of the Fulani that had been battered by the ever-growing reports of their criminality. In one of the sites he visited, we were told that the bandit leader said that Yan Saika's execution and the combined airstrikes of the military had affected almost every Fulani family in the forest and these must stop if peaceful coexistence is to be achieved. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Yes. Yes. Your introduction. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't have too much to say. We've already spoken about Shegumi's visit to the forest and the bandits in the forest and we've spoken about, you know, the fact that, you know, the federal government, whether... In this instance, the sense Gumi or not is a different matter. But in past, you know, um, situations or circumstances, we've seen where negotiations have been done with bandits and they've been given amnesty. What I can't understand now is how has Gumi become a villain? <laughs> yes, not, not, not necessarily because he became a villain or, or something of that sort. But my considered view, I think um, precedence is recurring now. Mm. Yes. And um, it, it will be very difficult to speak about this issue without citing that precedence and how it started. Okay. And the precedence that has been cited now, rightly or wrongly, is uh, the precedence of the Niger Delta people who 
who were men, Niger Death Avengers, men and all the other people who were actually bombing facilities, kidnapping, until former President Yadua came. May God bless his soul and uh, he organized that. Um, um, the, the 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 process he organized where they were rehabilitated, they were paid. Some of them were sent to foreign universities to learn artisanship, to learn courses that make them useful to themselves. And so, some people in the north now are saying, if that could be done for the Niger Delta men people who were bombing facilities, who were bombing our oil installations, mm. uh, for whatever reasons. But I think why I say rightly or wrongly, I, those presents could be cited was the Niger Delta people had a focus of uh, they, they were being they, 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 their resources were not being used to take care of them right mm-hmm. I was more of an ideological warfare mm-hmm. a battle for resource control that had been to the courts don't forget how long it took the Boston administration to even resolve the resource control the onshore offshore dichotomy uh, the littoral states and all those all of it that in the first time and second time of Abbasanjo were very uh, heavy is- issues that had to be resolved up to the level of the Supreme Court. I remember on the onshore offshore issue, uh, the even the Supreme Court ruled and insisted that judgment should never be cited as a precedence. I remember vividly. I've forgotten the uh, who, the person who led the Supreme Court in that particular judgment, but the Supreme Court ruled in a case of that nature and insisted that the pre- judgment should never be cited as a precedence or uh, uh, to, to refer to any other case, you know? Mm. It was that contentious, was that controversial. But now, people have now... Shegumi went into the forest right long. Last week, we were here, and um, because of the information we had, it was scanty at that time. Mm. And uh, the, the reaction we are having today is not because of Shegumi's visit to the bush alone. But after then, Shegumi has started more of a media tour. Mm. Hmm. Going to TV stations, talking to BBC, AUSA, talking to radio stations, talking to bloggers, and passing a message across. And that message is that these people are not, not in, in, his, in his own words, which he has a right to. They are not bandits. Call them insurgents. Hmm. Insurgents in the most of Odua Republic activists. Call them insurgents in, in my estimation. Yeah. In, in the mold of Niger Delta militants. militants. Hmm. Do you understand? Interesting. Forgetting the angle that these. They are, they, the fights are different. Different. Right? Mm-hmm. But now, somebody will tell you that you are Kabelo and Akim Karim have these views that their fights are different hmm. because we have taken side with one one of the people oh, in the side. No, the, that, 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 that's, that's the perception. Some people's perception. The perception. Hmm. You know? So, Shegumi, in my estimation, did fill a vacuum because it was apparent hmm. that the instruments of government. The paraphernalia of government, the the I, I cannot say the powers of government, hmm. had failed to address decisively the issue of banditry. It was also clear there was not apparent that we were winning the war. Hmm. We were winning the warfare. We could have won a few battles. The Nigerian nation and military, I, I meant now, hmm. but then where the band had that curtailed banditry? Hmm. Yes and no. But no more to be specific. Mm-hmm. Yes, to be patriotic. <laughs> do, you, do, do you understand? Yeah. Now, when you look at it in that scenario, can we blame Shegumi for going to the for bush? Attempting. No. For attempting to do what the government could not do. Mm. Don't forget, the government tried to be tactical about it by saying, yes, we are using back channels. Mm. We are using back channels. That is not unusual for government to use back channels. Even the, the, the Pentagon uses back channel Indeed. to negotiate with the Taliban. Do you, do you understand? But now, 
we are we are trying to deodorize criminality. Mm. We are trying we are trying to incentivize criminality. This is a country where we have not incentivized entrepreneurship, hard work. Where we have not incentivized hard work. We have not incentivized bravery, loyalty. And now, Shegumi is saying that, oh, don't call them bandits again. That's the part that caught me. Mm. Call them insurgents. When you look at the word meaning of the word insurgency, you know, people that are fighting for a cause. Mm. Now, what is that cause? What is the primary aim of that cause? No. You cannot start with criminality and, and change it to a cause in between. Because previous people that had causes. So, this brings us even to the shaky nation, shaky foundation of the entity, of the structure called Nigeria. Because, I mean, I'm trying to question and understand his rationale when he describes them as insurgents. If we consider um, groups like Boko Haram insurgents, how does he, you know, juxtapose the herdsmen of banditry see, the, crisis see, the, 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 as insurgencies? Well, okay, the, the funny part for me is that people in government today, I don't mm. want to mention names for, for strategic reasons, have mm. also defended Boko Haram in the past. Wow. And said an assault or attack on Boko Haram is an attack on northern Nigeria. People wow. can Google who said say that. They are in government today, playing prominent roles in government. So if say Gumi comes out to say that the bandits in Zamfara, particularly now, and part of Sokoto now, are, are not bandits or insurgents, there's a precedence. Hmm. If he calls for uh, amnesty for them, there's also a precedence. Right. Unfortunately, these precedents have been cited wrongly. Not rightly, if I, in, in my own considered view. But the truth of the matter is that we are starting the, uh, the, the thing, then we are continuing to lay a bad foundation for the future of Nigeria, mm. for the future of our youth, who will see no virtue in hard work, who will see no virtue in diligence and honesty. And but if we there are no repercussions for criminality, apparently, then it's, it's clear. A free for all. Free for all. Now, an ideology of resource control. Self-control is now being equated with cattle rustling, cattle hustling, kidnapping, kidnapping and robbery, murder, rape, arson. Then at that point, any nation that's reached that stage where these two things are being weighed on the same scale, even for attempting to weigh them on the same scale, mm. even attempting to bring the, an analogy to equate them, to say one is equal to the other. Do you understand? That nation needs a critical re-examination. The other day I was telling you that 2023 is not the problem. Mm. But the critical issues are issues of security, restructuring. What what are we? Who are we as a nation? How do we move forward into the next 50 or next 60 years? Should be the critical question we should ask ourselves, not this rush for 2023 and 2027 uh, general elections. Very nicely said. I mean, just yesterday it was in the papers as well that um, our Minister for um, Culture was... Uh, on a television program doing an interview and he was asked why um, the bandits have not been proscribed. Alai Mohammed responded saying it's because they're nameless. That you can't proscribe a group that has no name. They are nameless. Yes. that Really, they don't, they don't call themselves anything. Well, okay. All we refer to them as, as bandits, well, okay. right? I know that one day the <laughs> cock will come home to roost. And one day, every other person in his lifetime, he may not be in their lifetime, will answer their father's name. Whatever they have said, whatever they have done because they are in government mm. or because they are in position of influence, if they do not atone, they will not answer questions while alive. Mm. Maybe on the day of Yamo Kiyamo, they will answer before their creator. Let's track another story, still on this issue of insecurity. This one's on the Punch newspaper and the heading reads, ACF, Afeni Ferry disagree as Senate knocks governors negotiating with bandits. 
The Senate has called on the federal government to direct states on the implementation of the National Livestock Transformation Plan, which is aimed at establishing ranches and eliminating open grazing. The upper chamber of the National Assembly also berated governors negotiating with bandits, saying such negotiations were fueling banditry. The senator stated these on Wednesday during an extensive debate on a motion by the deputy Senate leader, Ajayi Borofis, on the growing insecurity in all parts of the country. In its reactions, the Mieti Alakato Breeders Association of Nigeria supported the lawmaker's suggestion for the establishment of, establishment of ranches. But the Yoruba socio-political group, Afeniferi, and its northern counterpart, the Arewa Consultative Forum, disagreed on governors negotiating with bandits. Recall that the federal government had, in 2019, earmarked 100 billion naira for NLTP, which was conceived to settle nomadic herdsmen. The vice president, Professor Yemi Oshibaju, during the inauguration of NLTP at the Gongoshi Grazing Reserve in Mayo Belwa local government area of Adamawa on September 9, 2019, had said, It is a plan that hopes to birth tailor made ranches where cattle are bred and meat and dairy products are produced using modern livestock breeding and dairy methods. According to him, seven pilot states for the scheme are Adamawa, Benwe, Kaduna, Plateau, Nasarawa, Taraba, and Zamfara. On Wednesday, the Senate said the plan would prevent farmer-herder conflicts and activate highly productive livestock sector in Nigeria. It also called on the President, Muhammadu Buhari, um, to immediately embark on an operation to eliminate proliferation of firearms. It called for the immediate enforcement of the laws against the legal possession of firearms by arresting, disarming, and punishing anyone in illegal possession of arms. I'm going to stop right there, but I encourage you to read the rest of the story from the Punch newspaper. ACF, Afeniferi disagree as Senate knocks governors negotiating with bandits. It's still the same. Mm, it is. It's, it's, Did it's, you see any any part of plenary yesterday at all? Me, I don't have time to watch it these days. <laughs> Funny thing, it's not even on TV. It popped up on social media. I don't know what network took a part of it when the senators were talking bitterly. And I was, I want to say for the first time, happy to see that some people stood up to talk about the state of insecurity in the country. And it wasn't just um, senators from the southwest. It, it was cut across from the east, from the no, south. No, it's exactly worse in some, in part some of, parts of the country. Even the northern parts of the country. Uh, some senators senator. cannot go to their constituency without having a truckload of soldiers, truckload of mobile policemen, the only thing they will not ask for is air surveillance. Mm. Another senator said something, I can't remember which senator in particular now, but he said something that was quite interesting. He said in his constituency for the past 20 years that in their like local council meetings, they've been complaining that he's not from a border community, but he's from a community next to a border community. And that every single year during harvest, in foreign herdsmen come across, come and pillage, and this has been happening for 20 years, and for 20 years they've been calling on the immigration and other you know, forces to come and support. And, and so he reckons it's a double it's a double problem. We have foreign herders in Nigeria, and we also have criminal um, Nigerian herders that is, in that, Nigeria. That, that is one of the issues. Shegumi was also speaking. Uh, you know, Shegumi has brought up to four, a lot of these things mm. to the phone burner. was also talking about uh, involving the bandits in national insecurity operations. I'm sure you have not read that. Mm-hmm. He, he spoke, I, I listened to that on another radio stream coming here, and uh, he mentioned specifically that afterward, the area they cover in the bush are largely uncharted 
an uncovered area by the Nigerian military. Mm. That the Nigerian government can use ingenuity to put them on their payroll. But the question that somebody raised while I was listening, which I'm also raising now, is that what of the f- foreign mercenaries, mm. foreign headsmen, who are not Nigerians? Are we going to nationalize them first yes, as well. before now putting them into our security architecture? Well, like, uh, the long and short of this issue is that nobody born of, of a woman that is truly sincere about that truly sincere about the Nigerian nation will be happy or should be happy. No, no. Did I say will be happy? Present or should be happy? Future hmm. of what is happening in security in Nigeria. Okay, I just told you that now it's so difficult for people to even travel 20 miles out of their state capital. Mm, 30 kilometers out of Ibadan, problem. 20 kilometers out of Abeokuta, issues. So it brings to four that our security architecture needs to be reviewed. Moving forward, now that man, that senator, talked about a, a town close to a border town and the people come from that, from outside Nigeria to come in and rob them and go away. Is that not what the same thing that's happening in, in Chad and the Nigerian Republic where Boko Haram will cause havoc here, run, run there, there, because they know you cannot go in there to catch them? Do you remember that the other day the Chadian authorities moved into Nigerian territory yes, yes, without yes. informing us? Mm. Because they could not wait for the protocols. Because waiting for the protocols will have, will have frustrated their security drive. And that is why at the time the Nigerian nation and government was considering having a tripartite agreement with Chad, Niger, Nigeria. I don't know how, where that ended. But the truth of the matter is that this security architecture, this policing structure we have, not just policing now, the entire gamut of the old security processes needs to be reviewed in a way that will put more powers, although that is debatable, and that, that may be risky, more powers at lower levels. We do not need the IG to take decisions before somebody can, can, something can happen in Idere or Igogon. We don't know the, the commission of police in LALA hmm. to tell them what to do in Okeogun. Let the people, let the leadership of the security agency, let the community be more involved in, in policing. I told you the other day in my, in my, in my estate, you know that you've been there. At the gate, I sat in the car making calls. Only to be told that like, a few hours, there was probably gunshot at that same, at that spot. same spot. Do you, do you understand? Now, those people came and they strolled away with their Okada. I they, they rode away. Quietly and calmly, nobody could could even touch them. But imagine if part of the community was involved in the security architecture uh, or in the security process. Then maybe at some point, and with the use of technology, they could, somebody could have stopped them further in front without causing injury or havoc to to to, to anybody. Do you, do you understand? But the reality now we have is that criminals just na- circumnavigate our weaknesses. And continue to prey on us. And now we have a situation where people like Shegumi, rightly or wrongly, are calling for legitimizing illegality, mm. for legalizing criminality. Legality. It's even a shame on you know leaders for them to keep saying, no, these are foreign elements, these are foreign elements. That's even worse to an extent that foreigners can come into our country and be terrorizing us, killing us. That's an excuse. That makes it even that worse. Even worsens the it scenario. worsens the situation. It's almost better if he's homegrown. It's more scary to think that we have people infiltrating our territory and causing and this we're amount helpless. of... Yeah, and we, we see that as better. an excuse. No, no, not good enough. Let's track another story from the Nigerian Tribune. Um, the next story we're looking at comes out of the Nigerian Tribune and the heading reads How herdsmen were arrested with their cows at Shoinka's compound. 
A former Federal Road Safety Corps boss and associate of Professor Walesho Inka, Dr. Ulu Agunloye, has stated that some herdsmen who led their cows to graze in the compound of the Noble Laureate have been arrested by the police with their cows. Agunloye, in a statement he issued on Wednesday, who said Shoinka was not physically attacked by the herdsmen, said it was his compound that was violated. Dr. Agunloye, in a telephone chat with Tribune Online, confirmed the issue, um, confirmed issuing the statement. The statement reads... The trending story that herdsmen went to attack Professor Walesho Inka in his house in Abelkota is not true. Herdsmen did not break into his house. There were no attacks and no attempts to attack the noble laureate. What happened was that herdsmen led their cattle to graze in Professor Shoinka's unfenced compound again yesterday, despite his strong warnings to the herdsmen. Professor Shoinka had been living in the forest at the outskirts of Abelkota in area designated as GRA since late 1980s. However, in recent times, cattle herders have desecrated the grounds of Professor Shoinka's compound by flooding it with cows. The professor summoned the herdsmen and sternly warned them to stop the ugly practice. He told them very clear, in very clear terms that it was unacceptable. However, the herdsmen broke the rules yesterday, thinking that Professor Shoinka was not home. When the professor accosted them, they fled into the bush, leaving their cows behind. Professor Shoinka reported the incident to the police, which later arrested the herdsmen men and their cows. We can say categorically that Professor Shoenka and his house were not physically attacked but his compound was violated by recalcitrant headsmen who wanted to turn his compound to a grazing field. Professor Shoenka and his family remain okay in their Abelkota home. And that's the story according to the Nigerian Tribune. Yes, uh, when I, I, most times now, when I get to read a lot of stories on social media, mm have developed a thumb of the rule a a, a, a rule now okay. a personal rule i don't comment on it i at times i read i deliberately disbelieve <laughs> until the the more authentic media are, are are strong enough to publish it no matter how strong your blog is mm. no matter as long as you're a blog as long as you're not a conventional newspaper take it with a pinch of salt I, not pinch plenty <laughs> of salt because eventually Indirectly, and unfortunately, the Nigerian nation and Nigerians are indirectly supporting the people that want to regulate the social media. That feel that the social media deserves to be regulated. And unfortunately, when they decide instances like China, decide North Korea, these are con- not countries that we want to be like. No. But then, when you look at the havoc the social media is causing now, at times I, I shudder to think I'm even involved in communications because a lot of people that we respect we get stories and the next thing is that they are tapping their phone mass forwarding sending massively only for them to come a few hours later and say i'm ah, sorry you i forwarded I as received i hate to see that thing. i was forwarded, for, forwarded, forwarded as, as received that is a very silly excuse do you understand forwarded as received for that you, you have not you, you have not even be able to use your brain and if you have if you are unable to use your brain why can't you use your mind to say let me cool down mm. let me see how this thing will turn out mm. is it compulsory you break news and when you break news, once you break the negative news all of the time, mm. what do you derive in breaking negative news all of the time? So that is how this story trended. That uh, they are broken news. That it was so home. bad. It was so bad that this, this madam, this uh, CDA child madam, um, uh, I forgot her name now. I see. So I, I even had to comment on her Facebook page mm. where she was. She issued a very strongly worded letter 
to addressing the issue of Boko Haram. Apparently, because she also believed that, that Professor Wallenkai had been attacked. Until I saw, uh, there's a platform I belong to in Abeokuta here that has uh, Dr. Lua Kunloye, who we all know is so close to Professor Wallenkai, who now issued a statement to the fact that it was just cattle that strayed. And when uh, Baba Shinga came out, the guys fled into the bush. Later, he called the policemen. They came, they arrested the, the remaining the men, the cows <laughs> and the elders, you know. Not that somebody went there with guns, you know. But unfortunately, we have reached a stage in Nigeria as for security, and unfortunately, with Fulani in quotes now. Yes. The criminal ones among them now. Where everything they say they do, you may feel it's impossible until you now see video evidence that supports it. But at the same time, do we have a responsibility to, 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 to balance our stories? Indeed. I don't rush to post any news. What we rush to post it, even for me, even my blog, I tell you, I may not even post a news for five days, even one week. Because I want to be sure of what I'm posting. But how many bloggers want to do that? All they care about is traffic to their site. It's traffic to their site to end them whatever they want to end. I wish I could say it was only the bloggers. Some of the traditional news media platforms are guilty of it as well, the newspapers, with the kind of headlines that they put on some of their stories. Because if we know, people have a habit of not reading. They people just... are not going to click on that link. They just take your caption and assume that's what the story and means. And people who people read, read and refuse to understand. Exactly, there's that problem. And too. I think deliberately the Nigerian uh, print media, I don't know, maybe they're trying to do catch up with the... The blogs with, and with online the blogs, media, that's you know? what it is. Let me tell you an instance. Three, three, three weeks ago, exactly they like three, three weeks ago I was in Abuja and uh, I... I listened to former speaker Dugara. I listened to everything he said. I ushered him into the event. Okay. I ushered him out, out into the event. event. It was a trans call. I took pictures with him. And the following day, I put my hands on my head. When I saw the headline Nigerians were brought out, extremely negative. So negative that the crux of the message he passed across had been obliterated by the negative. What he just said in passing, that you see in 1999, it seems the people that were not prepared for governance took over. That was what they started with. I don't want to mention... Says people in government... And not it was not one paper. It like was that. not two. It was not three. Because Almost. one of them is like, as you said, you're in a group. Journalists are in groups And co competition. <laughs> and competition for who's going to break the most negative story. I think as individuals, as members of the fourth realm of the estate, we owe responsibility to keep Nigeria together. Whether the government is doing the right thing or the wrong thing, we have a responsibility. This thing also happened to me in the battle. With some of my colleagues during the uh, coronavirus, they wanted us to, uh, in a way, escalate it to say that the worst was going to happen. And I asked them, if the worst happens, are we not going to be here? If there's a health crisis and people cannot go around, a pandemic in the recent world pandemic, are we immune from it? Hmm. If there's a Kigali in Nigeria, are you and I immune from it? Hmm. Even in Rwanda, when the issue happened, very affluent people turned to refugees hmm. that millions were wasted in the banks. So we all have a responsibility to ensure that the news we push out there, as long as we want to be truthful and sincere, does not exacerbate the security situation in the country. Very rightly so. Let's track some of our comments before we open up the studio lines this morning. Elusheyi Ogunsa on Twitter says, It is finished. Negotiation with bandits is what we resort to in this nation. Rewarding them is the way forward. How did we get here? But Adamnola 3 says, if a particular constituency has been witnessing insecurity or attack for over 20 years and the past and present government never acted or fought, then there is fire on the mountain. On Lai Mohammed, Nigerians are used to his decorated lies. God help us. 
Edun A Abayomi, that's at Edun underscore Aziz on Twitter, says, In the coming days, we should expect series of media deodorizing of the bandits using respected men. The internet is replete with the persons who said an attack on Boko Haram is an attack on the north. Why did Mr. Akim fall short of mentioning names this morning? Well, I don't know the names. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll open up the studio lines for your contributions and your thoughts on the stories that we're tracking this morning. This is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. We'll be right back. Well, okay. Welcome back. This is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkutai, 733 on the clock. And if you want to be part of the show this morning, all you have to do is call us on the studio lines. The numbers to dial are 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. On Twitter, you can drop comments at... Fresh FM at Belkuta. And yes, we're still tracking stories for you on the show this morning. My studio lines are live. The numbers to dial once again, 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Yes, before that break, we're tracking a story about, you know, the Nobel laureate, Walisho Inka, and the fact that there was a lot of fake news circulating last night that he was attacked by herdsmen but thankfully it was just you know his property that was desecrated as the story put it and um hopefully they're going to arrest those that you know that that trespassed on our noble laureate's land hello good morning yeah hello good morning good morning sister Rolake and uh, mr karim good, good morning, morning sir. sir yeah following Bolao from nice to have you here mr Folari. let's have your contribution yeah, i want to have my take yeah okay. this morning yeah the fact remains that uh, the way my own view, the way I see things, you understand, in this uh, uh, Fulani and uh, some other insurgencies, you know, that we are having, the first thing is just like we are having issues that we cannot identify our enemies. And this has been a, a bone of contention for a long time. That's why we say, okay, this is bandit, this is uh, insurgency, and this, that. But the fact that is, you know, that is hidden, 
that I knew is that the uh, Fulani X-Men, like I said earlier on this day, long time ago, that there are different Fulanis. There are some that they speak some languages, you French. know, that is international. Uh, yeah. You know, hmm. Then there is one that they speak the dialect of that particular country. You know, that they, are, they, are, they reside. You know, so these people are hiding on each other. You know, that's why we are having the problem. Hmm. But I think the new uh, service chief, they should work diligently on that side. You know, it will really help them out by segregating, you know, the real Fulani from the, uh, you know, the bad ones. You know, because as it is, if you could remember, when there is a propaganda or a kind of pronouncement of Ruga, you know, you know something is wrong somewhere. You know, so the Ruga form now is go, is setting in. You know, so the fact remains that the governors they have so much work to do here by making a kind of database of the full need they have and giving them something like a land that they are going to buy. You know, because the other farmers they buy land too. You know, and they can be able to capture them where they reside, so that in the future they can be able to you know if they want to ask them something they will go to the right direct place. It shouldn't be like maybe we're having a full and this, full and that. That is because we cannot identify them. That's why we are having so much evil issues. So thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate you and your contribution. Yes, the studio lines are live. You can call us on 80 1079 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. What's your name, please? And where are you calling us from today? My name is Prince from Okilio. Nice to have you on the show, Prince. Welcome. Let's have your contribution. I just want to contribute concerning the information on other world issue in Inca. Okay. So when I started this yesterday on the social media, so I saw people's comments and the way they were responding to it. I what came to my mind that one day, if social media is not caught, it will set this country at least. I live in Abekota. Hmm. I know what's happening. So when we, you see, at times when we, because we don't like some people, because we hate them, you tend to exaggerate. I don't know people gain, like I came right later, from negative. I have a friend that I fought because of negativeness. Hmm. I told him never in my life said anything to me. I, I want him, my close friend from the same town, from the same village. Yeah. I told him, please in your life, you want to break any news, make it good news. Hmm. That's why I told him. And I, I just want to say this. The issue of social media is just like um, what Yoruba will call Ethel Agro, Koshi, Koshi, Solo. Yes, yes, because if you look at what's happening there now, now the time I just said, I'm not going to treat out everything. Mm. I just say, no, I don't want to do, have anything to do with them mm. until recently. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for your contribution. I appreciate you on the show this morning. I mean, this issue of social media is catch-22 for me because, I mean, it's there for you to use in a constructive way, in a way that will build you, in a way that will help you. Um, But if you choose as well to spend all your time reading fake news or, you know, just touting hate and intolerance, then I guess you take all your time as well. So it's there to learn or to be used as an educational tool, or you can use it for gossip. Even WhatsApp has, has brought you a lot of innovations. Yes, they once, once you are not the person that is folded for the first time, it will come as a folded message to you. Mm. And when you are seeing, you show you, 
this money has been folded many times. Mm. So from that time, you should know that is it really worth it for me to fold again? You know, but people don't uh, people don't really think deep about the consequences of what they do. I really wonder what they want to achieve. Do but I we think- should not let them achieve whatever sin is starting the that they have achieve. intentions of you know achieving do i think social media can you know get them um, put this um country up in smoke definitely not i don't think so i don't think there's enough of us yet even using it but when you are on it it seems like the whole world is there and you get consumed think about the hundreds okay don't let me say hundreds tens of thousands or millions of nigerians that don't even have access to phones what is what the is, internet what, the, the or first thing you like need that. to ask critically is that what is our population? 200 million, that's what they what say. What is the internet penetration? Or inter- there's, there's that term they use. Yes. I think it's less than 40% of the Nigerian masses. Do mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. So what we really have is that the people who use, who use they use volume. Yes. Not that a, a, a lot large of people, people are using noise. Do, do it's a small understand? amount of people, but we use it a lot. And that is why that the politicians don't come with most of most the noise that comes from there. Mm. They say mm. in my constituency, they don't even have phone. They that's don't even have electricity. Not to talk of hearing what you are saying on Twitter or if Instagram. If you are trying to go and, you know, they, they, in fact, they ignore a lot of things that happen on social media because they know that a lot of people make noise on social media. But when it comes down to participating, it's not so Nigerian politicians are area. just social media politicians. They will not register in their uh, polling units. They don't even know they're in their polling units. Yes. But they'll be making noise, they'll be missing All governors, the they'll be doing sponsored trips to say, and they'll be harassing journalists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should know them by now. <laughs> On Twitter, Taiwo Tolulokpoladiron says, um, Nigerian government should not negotiate with insurgents, bandits, and criminals. If this is done, it means we can as well negotiate with convicted murderers and criminals in our various correctional facilities. But Adamnala 3 says, Nigerians should avoid fake stories and news. On Professor Walesho Inka, thank God for Agnuloye's clarification. This fake news um, threat, um, trended and could have caused something else in the state or country. God will save us in this country. Thank you so much for your contribution. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning to you. What's your name and where are you calling us I, from today? I like you a little good night, my name. I'm calling from Nice to have you on the show, sir. Welcome. Of the security reason we are discussing now. Mm. The, 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 the effect of the modern region that at Apple, all these foreign something, we use them to do the election and everything. Now they are now free, they are now giving us back. What we need to do now is to totally reduce the issue of this policy. I don't see what is bad with the that we should have in the government. Let's correct all these people to correct, whether it's the constitution and everyone. Let's correct it and then we have a state to be. Then the issue of the ID card, that you that mean that they let you know the real Nigeria, you should be serious about it very, very well. And the, when you do that, you will know who is who is Nigeria. Let the people of the world that they, they go to the jungle, know who are you, who are you, and then they, if you want to meet each other as a foreigner,
Thank you so much for your contribution. Our studio lines are live. You can drop comments on Twitter. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Okay. Good morning to you. Welcome, sir. I'm Kyle from Abekuta. Welcome, good sir. Good morning. I keep Karim. Morning, I greet you. Um, God bless you, sir. God bless everybody. You see, um, I think for once, I will condemn what uh, Sheikh Gumi did uh, in the forest of Sampara. Because I wouldn't believe that uh, it will need, I mean, uh, it will probably leave what's supposed to be done by government for him to go and achieve for. Uh, we can't take any issue like this for granted, where he will be asking us to name those people as insurgents. We could probably see the chemistry of it now that we can equate bandits and insurgency. Insurgents. Let me say this. Um, if we want to explain what insurgency or insurgent means, it means those people that are complaining of what the government is doing against them, those people in authority, to cheat on him. But how much of these people have been cheated? With how many of them have even contributed to the society that they probably went to this forest to live? I'm asking them. Then if we're asking them another question, why can't we call them bandits? I will say that they have committed criminalities, enormous crimes for long. How will they justify that they have not been stealing from you and I by collecting uh, ransoms? How will they justify that they have not destroyed lives and killed many people? These are distressing issues that we are talking about. These people, cont- I mean, they have almost, how will I put it, monstrous new weapons in their kitties. And we learned that soldiers exchange those guns for them for 300,000 at times, and then look at that, how much of uh, conspiracies in government have been able to look into now, before Gugumi will go into the bush. It means only that is, it's only thieves that could be able to troubleshoot, diagnose, and then go into the path, and then come back, that this is what I've diagnosed. Let's look at it, and then analyze. It's quite embarrassing. I can't continue. How should we continue impunity like this? And somebody will tell me that uh, if Buhari talked, it would be as a kind of being so talkative. Why should I ask my president not to be talkative? If he's probably sitting down pretty late somewhere and then not transcending his comfort for others hmm. to be able to share from what is uh, gaining in rock. It's quite embarrassing. Hmm. He needs to become a true leader. In, in design, we need to con- see him contribute to this challenge to make sure that, look, I want you within 24 hours, break that forest and then bring out all those criminals uh, or, or, or who you call insurgents. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Kaide. We appreciate you and your contribution. Before I take the next call, I want us to track his story quickly. This one's coming out of Osho State. And it's on a lighter note, but it still, you know, um, highlights the major problem we have in this country, which is corruption and people constantly trying to circumvent, you know, the system for their own gain. Oshun teachers recruitment. Husband caught impersonating wife at CBT Center. <laughs> As the Oshun State teachers recruitment exercise was ongoing across the state, an imposter was on Wednesday apprehended at the College of Education, Elisha CBT Center. The apprehended man was said to have tried to write the examination for his wife. A statement issued by the information officer at the Ministry of Education, Rosalind Olawuni, stated that the husband was apprehended with the help of operatives of Nigeria Security and Civil Defense Corps. He was caught after his passport photograph was said not to have matched with the photo records of applicants stored on the database of the ministry. Reacting, Honorable Folorunshaw Oladoui. Ola Doing condemned the act of the impersonation, stressing that it is shameful and embarrassing that a prospective teacher could be found committing such heinous crimes. He said, it is shameful that somebody who wants to teach students academically and morally could be involved in fraudulent malpractice. What example is such a person going to set for the students? The commissioner queried, this is rather unfortunate. I'm using this opportunity to warn our young people to desist from cutting corners. They should know that integrity pays and is the only way to success. The suspect has, however, been handed over to law enforcement agents for further investigation and prosecution. And all of this happened in Oshun State during the Oshun teacher's recruitment. Husband was caught impersonating his wife at the computer-based testing center. <laughs> you see, it's, it's not funny. It only shows the depth we have sunk to as a people. Now, uh, the reality, and this is the reality, majority of Nigerian men will do this, thinking that they want a better life for their wives. Mm. But uh, I think what uh, should have been better was why don't you bring that woman, coach her? She was supposed to be a teacher. Mm. If she's not teachable, how will she be able to teach, teach others. others? And the man was just didn't have any scruples going to sit for an exam for his wife. So apparently that man can also pay for WAEC, mm. pay for Wonder Center, pay for whatever for his children. Mm. And that is the, one of the uh, foibles of this society. The work, uh, people want to have pleasure without work. They want to get things without going through. They, they, they want their diamonds to shine without going through the funnies. They want the gold to, to, to glitter without going through the bellows of the blacksmith. Mm. Eat. You know, I, when I was much younger, there was this mathematics teacher, Mr. Tutuadegu, who always told us it's better to suffer to gain. Suffer so you can gain. Because some people will gain now to I suffer, suffer, suffer in the future. Mm -hmm. But then, it's just what we are as a people. How many Nigerians can do it? It's just for you to say, oh, I can't do it. But then, this man should just face the, uh, the long arm of justice. Either he's brought to justice or justice is brought to him to serve as a deterrent to people like him who want to cut costs. And eventually, this will have a cumulative effect on the quality of education. Yes. Imagine uh, if he wasn't found out. That person will end up getting the employment and... And be unable to teach in the God. class. He will just be telling the students to come and share. I no class. Mm -hmm. Or come and okay, share. <laughs> <laughs> and that person may one day now come to lambast the government for saying for, they are not for, giving them for, promotion. Or saying that the children are not are coming out with flying colors. Forgetting that the failure that culminated that day, it was a part of the failure. 
from the onset. God help us. I mean, Nigerians sometimes are Nigeria's problem. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Hi there, good morning. <laughs> well, okay, good morning. Yes. Your name, please, and where are you calling us from? Good today? morning. I'm calling you from Lagos. I enjoyed this too. Good morning, Mr. Solomon. That does not do. It's Wario. It's Wario that cuts it too. He's the one that wrote that exam. Yeah, he's the one that sent it that you should go and do that. What a funny country. What a funny country. I mean, look, I said the time with that number. You know, Nigerians, you don't need. You don't need to buy comedy film again. Just listen <laughs> to news. You will laugh and laugh. I am. It is ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, secondly, um, the issue of Shayu Gumi, my brother Kareli was facing him last week hmm. when he went to go and meet those bad, bad days. Okay. When some of us condemned it, hmm. that he uh, was telling us that uh, he's doing government jobs. So, it's now three cities turn around now that Shayu uh, Gumi is not doing the right thing. Just because Shayu Gumi is asking for amnesty. Brother, just last week, hmm. when I make mention of this issue of amnesty, hmm. so, so people call and say uh, those who are fighting in the uh, Niger Delta, they are fighting right cause. Look, who is not fighting right cause here? Who? Brother, the road that leads to your house, hmm. has it been fished? No. <laughs> I think the road that leads to your house has it been fished? It has Why can't you carry arms against the government and say they are not doing the right thing? You want to get money and fish the road? Look, Nigerian give excuse for everything. Look, there's no difference between a arm, arm robber that still hundred men and the one that still one billion. Oh, an arm robber. But Nigerians want to justify every criminality. Hmm. Look, hey, I I just I just sorry for this country. Look at what Shea Gumi is saying now. So it we come to, we celebrate criminality. It, it, it has shown that in Nigeria, whereby you are doing a, a legitimate business, you cannot make it. Mm. It's only when you involve yourself in criminality that is when you will be celebrated. Mm. And that is what we are we are, we are supporting. And some people will justify that uh, they say the one from Niger data are justifiable. Which one is not justifiable? Okay, this one is not justifiable. Abi. Look, very soon, I hope we will not get to that stage. And that is my prayer. We will not be giving those rapists amnesty. Hmm. Thank you very much. We are giving kidnappers amnesty now. Abi, hmm. uh, God will help us. So, <laughs> so it's worried that make that man go to go to that center. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the center to go for my wife too. You too are going to the center, sir. Uh, for my wife too. So it's worried. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Solomon. Yeah. I appreciate you and your contribution. Taiwo Tolulokpo Oladiron says, Nigerian government should not negotiate with insurgents, bandits, and criminals. If this is done, it means we can as well negotiate with convicted murderers and criminals in our various correctional facilities. Ayato Imbuadishina Olu Strings says, now it has got to taking cows into our compounds. Indeed, our people are uncultured in spreading fake news. But this attempt of Fulani herdsmen breaking into Shoinka's territory is more insulting. It appears those guys do these ugly acts deliberately. Critical Scorpio says, a recent PhD research in UI shows men are becoming higher victims of spousal abuse. So the man may have been abused to write the exam. 
Critical scope, you see. He was under the rest, right? If they forced him to be beaten, took his will, self-will. Do you believe that? No, no, no. I don't think he was beaten to write the exam, but I agree that yeah, um, spousal abuse where the woman and they said he's on the increase now in Lagos that Everywhere. more women are beating their husbands. Yeah, coronavirus lockdown. So if my woman <laughs> now has two wives, go. the two men will beat him. <laughs> <laughs> See how you are laughing, but like a, I just that they are beating men. <laughs> Is oh. it not funny? You are a chauvinist. Imagine. Yes. Imagine that's what you would have said to me if yes, I was laughing now. that way. Yes, but it's funny because you thought about it and you picked hey, it because I just like one man is beating one man. So if one man asks four wives in God, the busy go kid man. <laughs> I mean, we're not laughing at domestic violence. It's wrong. No, no, it's wrong. We are against no. it. And it doesn't matter who the aggressor is, whether it's the woman that is the aggressor or the man. I mean, there's a better way for adults to handle their differences. Don't turn anybody into a punching bag. But yes, Critical Scorpio, I hear you and I see you on that one. Kayode 816-91586 says, that's what we're saying. Solomon, how much have you contributed to your community for the government not to call you insurgents? He says, Gumi missed it where he asked for renaming bandits as insurgents. Thank you for your contribution. Mr. Kaede, I wonder though, all those numbers after your name, is that your NIN? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> good morning. Hello, good morning. Rola Jana King. Good morning to you. What's your name yeah, and where are you calling is, from? This is your additional care from Adelkuta. Nice to have you on I the mean, show. Thank you very much. All the news this morning just keeps me laughing. <laughs> and God bless, God bless Akim for all the analysis. Thank Solomon you. is just is just right on point. We keep deceiving ourselves. We don't want to change, but we want the country to change. Hmm. And I don't know how how much of the ostrich we can continue to play by putting our heads in the sand, thinking because we are not seeing anybody, nobody is seeing us. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's just unfortunate. We, we have gotten to a state that we are now considering amnesty for criminals hmm. the victims of those criminals are there in the idp camps suffering a lot of them are struggling to eat now we want to give amnesty to the criminals we want to be paying them salary just like we did in the niger delta all the people were victims of the niger delta militants hmm. has anybody ever thought about them has anybody ever thought about compensating them hmm. but the niger delta militants are living big now some Leave of them are Abuja. even telling us it is their right hmm. And unfortunately, the country sees it as a right thing, and we are deceiving ourselves. So, if the criminals, in fact, I expect those in the prison who have been convicted to even begin to ask for, for yes, the right to their own amnesty now, hmm. maybe by the time we get to that stage, our leaders will begin to see the foolishness in the trajectory that we are pushing the country into. Good morning. Thank you very much, sir. Very nicely said. We appreciate you for your contribution. We're out of time. We're out of time. Let's have last words from Hakim Kareem. Coronavirus deal. <laughs> making that they use your <laughs> use your nose mask and social distance appropriately so we can conquer this virus. Yes, Hakim has said it all. Non-pharmaceutical interventions, that's the easiest, best and most secure way to ensure we can curb the spread of the virus. The sooner we can curb the spread, the sooner all of us can go back to normal. So we need full cooperation. And don't forget that... Um, um, presidential task forces, you know, issued new directives, so you just might be getting fined or arrested if they decide to enforce. But that's the situation. Don't forget to use your nose coverings and your face mask. This is Fresh 107.9 FM Abel Kuta. I am Rola Cabello Derindi, and you just heard from Hakim Kareem. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Yay!
hearing the best makes you feel good.